Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Jose Tovar is going to be producing the program today, he with his Marlins hat on. But you should wear that proudly because a new manager and really good pitching and a good, it just seems they've had an infusion there. And the infusion they got, the Mets got a defusion. And they're in the same division. Anyway, I don't want to go in there. Uh, But today, a couple of topics I want to throw at you. One of the things uh, I'm going to talk about is this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to risk getting yelled at here or whatever, but I don't care. I'm just kind of tired of hearing how in the College World Series everything was biased to LSU. The umpires were biased to LSU. It's just that's just not true. It's just not true. It's like conspiracy theories, okay? They're not true. Can we say the umpiring wasn't particularly good? Okay, make an argument for that. So here's my question: Do you think this is a simple yes or no and a why? Should Major League Baseball or and or college baseball go to robo-umpires. Would you be for that or not? Tell me why you are. Tell me why you aren't. And then, who do you think in college sports is the fan base you can't stand? And who's the fan base you have the most respect for. Let me just tell you. Again, I've told this story a lot. I think LSU's fans are terrific. Now, they're closer. You can drive to Omaha from Baton Rouge. It's still a long ride, but much longer than going from Gainesville or Florida. But I think their fan base is really good. And why? Because they win. Fan, I don't care if you're a fan of Air Force or a fan of Maryland or a fan of Florida. Generally speaking, if you win big, your fans are going to go because people like to follow a winner. Most people don't like following losers. They just don't. So which fan base do you have a lot of respect for? Which fan base can't you stand? Got some leftover baseball. Again, a show today, a show tomorrow, and then off until July 5th. And after that, it's going to take some more time in July because it's vacation time to get you charged up, the batteries recharged, get you ready for football season. So with that, we'll open the phone lines and the emails. If there's anything else you want to bring up that I'm not. By the way, congratulations. Florida finishes fifth in the nation in terms of 
sports program in the Learfield Directors Cup. Stanford, because they have like 7 million sports at Stanford. Number one, this is bad news, Texas coming to the SEC, number two, Ohio State, three, Virginia, four, Florida, the best SEC showing, if you take out Texas, at number five. But then number six is Tennessee, number seven is Georgia, number eight is North Carolina, number nine is LSU, number 10 is USC. Some blue bloods in those rankings. But congratulations to Florida. That's pretty good stuff. All right, let's go to the phones. And again, today, the fan base you respect the most, the fan base you can't stand. And if you're a baseball fan and you all, I always hear, oh, the umpire is really bad. It was terrible. It was biased. Okay, then do you want to automate it or do you not? Start with Daryl. Daryl, hi. Okay, Steve, I'll touch on your subjects, please. Okay. Um, first one, baseball umpire, Steve. I say leave it as is, human aspect, because I guess I'm an old traditionalist in baseball, playing as a kid, growing up watching baseball. You know, leave the human aspect in the umpires out there. Okay. And was it crazy about, you know, Jim Head, or was it Jeff Head? What's his first name, Steve? Jeff, Jeff Head? Head, yep. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about some of his calls, you know, either way, but um, like I say, I'm, I'm just an old traditionalist. Leave the umpire the way it is. All right. And fan base of Steve, um, as far as respect for, I guess, you know, I can say <clears throat> Alabama's fan base. No, I'm sorry, South Carolina's fan base. I've been around the South Carolina fans going to Columbia, and, you know, when they come to games, i got respect for them. They're pretty cool to be around. But as far as dislike fan base, I don't care for FSU's fan base. FSU's the one you don't like. Tell me why. Well, just their arrogance, you know, and uh, – I guess the chop gets on my nerves, but they can say the chomp gets on their nerves. But just, I don't know. It's just, I've been to Tallahassee a few times for football games, and I've just never really liked going over there. Okay. All right, Daryl. Appreciate your call. Right. Thank you, Thanks. sir. 1214, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, and 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka is doing great charity work. It has for a long time. And it really subsists because of your donations. That's right. Not monetary, but donations of used or unwanted vehicles of just about any kind. If you have an RV you don't want, a boat you don't want, a car, a motorcycle, just about any kind of vehicle, the Road Heaver Boys Ranch will take it off of your hands. And when you do so, that is a tax-deductible donation for you. What does it do? They take at-risk young boys from difficult environments, difficult homes, difficult home environments, and they help them learn real-life skills because they take these vehicles and they have these kids fix them and resell them. So it really helps them get their lives back together and helps a really good cause. 
So again, if you have an unwanted or unused vehicle, please consider donating it to the Road Heber Boys Ranch. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. June is the month to make your pet green by keeping them plastic free. When buying toys for your pet, look for toys made with natural materials like cotton, rope, wood, or bamboo. Even better, make toys out of old t-shirts, socks, or towels. Your dog or cat will love your upcycled toy just as much. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge repair shop since 1928. It's the same-day maintenance offers that keep you safe on the road. It's their ASE techs that find the problem and fix it right the first time. And it's the straight talk and excellence you'd expect in the swamp. Whatever your car needs, trust Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Keeping cars on the road since 1928. Call 352-283-8373 or visit bushautorepair.com. Congratulations to Kevin O'Sullivan and Florida Gator Baseball on a fantastic and memorable run in Omaha. When I first got here, the program wasn't talked about very highly. It was in a bad place. I think one of the things I'm most proud about is I think this program is back to where it needs to be. In addition to a trip to the championship series, the Gators set a new single-season school record with 54 wins to go along with an SEC crown. I feel like this older guy's kind of left a good foundation for all these younger guys. And just having this experience for those guys and uh, knowing what to expect whenever a lot of us are gone. Thanks for the ride and for the memories. This this will sting, obviously, when you're a competitor, but one game is not going to define success we had in the season. That's... That's the bottom line. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, your home for the Florida Gators. Coming in August, Tampa Bay Buccaneers football, right here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 a.m. WRUF. All right, again, as you call in today, I got to read an email, though, because I guess it's just a matter of opinion, and certainly we all have one of those, uh, CJ, seems like Gator pitcher Fisher 
only had one pitch and one location. Very predictable for a batter to guess. Well, okay. What matters to me is result. In the College World Series, inning in the third against Oral Roberts, two hits and an earned run. TCU inning in the third, no hits and no runs. Against LSU, three in the third, four hits and a run. Inning in the third, four hits and no runs. Pretty good. Result. Steve, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Um, I was listening to that clip of Sully during the break uh, talking about the team, and um, he's right. You know, baseball is a, is a funny game. You know, anything can happen in any one game. And he said that our success this year is not defined by that one game. It's the whole year. We won the SEC. We got to the, you know, the championship series. Okay, you lose one game. I mean, in baseball, if you lose a third of your games, you're still winning the championships in the major leagues. But um, about the umpires, I think the home plate umpire should still be there, but a computer should call the balls and strikes. So just have the umpire give the physical signal so fans can understand ball or strike. That plus all the other things that the home plate umpire has to do, which is sometimes like it's amazing that they can see all the things they do see. If somebody tries to bunt, if it's a ball or a strike, if they actually pull the bat back, if it touched the bat, if it touched their clothes. I mean, there's so many things the umpire has to do back there and just to control the game. But balls and strikes, I mean, it could be a little earpiece and the computer tells him that's a strike, that's a ball, and then he says it. Or it could be posted on the, you know, scoreboard or something. But I think the umpire, the home plate umpire still needs to be there, but the computer should call the balls and strikes. And then nobody's going to turn around to the umpire and say, hey, what are you talking about, you know. So I think that would be good because the strike zone in baseball, like, it changes from umpire to umpire, from day to day, it's not right. I mean, they should know exactly where the strike zone is, and a computer could do that. You know, once when I was coaching, I actually got behind the plate, put on the stuff, and looked at balls and strikes. It's not easy. It's not. Oh. And I think it gets more difficult with, you know, like, for example, umpiring Waldrop is difficult because of his splitting. Okay? I, I think yeah. people think that, you know, there's, they're just machines and, you know, they should get it right. And, of course, if you're for school X, you think there's a bias against your school. And if you're, th- and if you're with Coach Y, you think there's a bias against – your school that's that that's fandom that that's not ever going to change but if you it, it's just it's just like replay in football right even with all the technology in football we still get plays that are missed because human beings look at replay well what would it be like if if it's if there's this quest tech or whatever they're going to use in 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 uh, behind the plate 
to your point, you're still going to have who's going to keep track of the mound visits? Who's going to keep track of you know how many conferences there are? There's still got to be a human element to it. Yes. But uh, then emotions won't play into whether it's a ball or a strike or where did it cross the plate. It's sometimes hard. The umpire's on one side or the other side. You can't see that side. I mean, there's so many things that could be yep. you know, eliminated by just that one thing. And then as far as the fan bases go, um, I mean, the Alabama football fans act like they've been there before, and they're, they seem like very sportsmanlike to me. And uh, FSU, I don't know if it's the fans, but it's that annoying chant. I mean, I have to turn off the sound. <laughs> Even if they're down by three <laughs> touchdowns, they're still doing it. I mean, so nauseating. All right. Thank uh, you, Steve. They're my, they're my pick. You're okay. Up. Thank you for your call. Uh, Byron, hello. Hey, Steve. Just kind of echoing that last call. Steve, really respect everybody. It takes one to know one. So I'm not really being – I'm just being facetious here, but – uh. You know, when we get together on those Thanksgiving dinners that be around that time we play FSU, that, those can get ugly, Steve. <laughs> Half the family, most of them really went to FSU, and a few of us at Florida and a few at Miami, so they bought the same. So I give a tie to Miami and FSU because of those barbecues and stuff get rough. Hey, hey Steve, real quick, uh, Fred Taylor uh, uh, up in Jacksonville, man, they're trying to get him in the Hall of Fame. And, Steve, just Emmett Smith, you know, Red Taylor, and, and, and Damian Pierce, I think, is uh, just one of the top rookies and running backs, I think, in the in the NFL with 13 games on the play. Just shout out to the running backs. And also, Steve, it's still people forget recruiting. I call it NILing. So it's NILing time for baseball, hopefully still basketball. I don't know those rules, but go Gators and hope they can get some good recruits on this NIL deal. Thanks, Steve. Go Gators. Byron, thank you. If you follow recruiting, 2024 class, Pretty good. All right, some emails. Steven says, do you think Gator home crowds made some progress this year, being a more active crowd and maybe affecting the opponents a little bit more? In baseball, I'm assuming you're asking. Uh, what the hell? I, I, I've always been a little surprised over the years at how muted uh, the Gator crowds have been at baseball for the most part. And I'm not saying that this isn't the same at every other ballpark in the league, but when I have sat there and watched Gator games when not broadcasting a game, I've heard some utterly stupid things coming from some people sitting in those stands. Just incredibly stupid. But to answer your question, Stephen, yes. I think it was better. I think the ballpark adds to that. I, I think Florida was better this year. I think that adds to that. But yes, tip of the cap. Uh, and you know, if you want to be critical and say that you know fans didn't show up until you know regionals or super regionals, I mean, you could say that. But how about a tip of the cap to the fans that went through all those rain delays and? all that sort of stuff, that's not easy to do. So give credit where it's due. And, you know, fan, fans did a great job with that. Peyton says, you have humans playing the game, you have humans watching the game, you have humans officiating the game. If anybody thinks it's easy, have them do it. 
Mistakes happen, sometimes more than others. If a bad call caused you to lose, then maybe your team should have played better to not end up in that uh, situation. Ronnie says, most respect for South Carolina. They filled Williams-Brice for years, never had much to root for uh, before Spurrier got there. Least respect for LSU. A lot of great fans, but they have a lot of bad ones too. Bad experiences at Tiger Stadium. Um, so there you go. He says he's been to most SEC stadiums, and that's what he would say. 1228, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Uh, Byron mentioned NIL. I hope we get some calls today, though. Again, if you're just tuning in, fan base you respect the most, fan base you, you least respect. Uh, we'll talk about that, but I'm going to talk NIL because there's some changes coming you need to know about. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Don't give in to that constant joint pain. Take control and take back your quality of life today with help from QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is helping people every day here and across the country with their amazing non-surgical treatments that repair and restore damaged joint tissue. They use the latest advances in regenerative medicine, taking your own body's healing agents and concentrating them right in the area where you have the agonizing pain. This incredible non-invasive approach helps you take back control of your body, relieving the pain in knees, hips, shoulder, or back. No invasive surgery, no harmful drugs or steroids, and no downtime. Listen, summertime needs to be about having fun and making memories, golfing, hiking, enjoying the outdoors. So take control now and start living pain-free again. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10% or Mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. Clearsound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Ah, the good life. You deserve it. The pros at Electronics World can help you enjoy the good life at home in comfort with premium video and audio components from the best in the business. Sony, Yamaha, Marantz, Bryston, Rotel, Bowers & Wilkins, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. Whether it's a two-channel stereo system, outdoor entertainment or a home theater room with surround sound ew has what you need to enjoy the good life visit our showroom in gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net eating good is about more than just tasty food eating good is about doing good too and that's exactly what fresh from florida is all about supporting local florida farmers creating jobs in our communities and of course making sure you can enjoy all the fresh flavors florida has to offer because produce tastes better when it's grown closer to home. So eat good tonight. Look for the sunny Fresh from Florida logo where you shop. Learn more at followfreshfromflorida.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. 
This afternoon, partly cloudy skies, high temperatures in the mid-90s, heating the seas between 100 and 105. A slight chance for a passing shower or thunderstorm later on in the evening. Partly cloudy to mostly clear skies tonight. Those tomorrow morning in the mid-70s. Tomorrow afternoon, highs in the upper 90s with lots of sunshine. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. I can put you on a show buried in the backyard. I don't like that stuff. She was crazy. It's too real. I, I don't want it. Last night, she really did her husband in and buried him in the backyard. I don't want to watch that. What the that. hell? She's you living what? there with what? the kids and stuff. Why do you People only like crazy. watching killing mysteries that are real? I know. Occur. I know. I'm not doing it, so it doesn't bother me. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. WRUF Radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Fan bases you respect, the fan base you don't like. Is UCF, because they're going to a big conference now, are they now elite in the state? In other words, there's always been Florida State, Florida, Miami. Should they now be the big four? What do you think? And I I, I keep telling you this. Everything is cyclical. Right? But thanks to my friends at CBSSports.com for this. In the seven seasons since UCF went 0 and 12 in 2015, their record is 65 and 24. Now, put an asterisk by that. It's the conference they play in. Okay? That, 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 that does account for some of that. Because I don't think it's fair if you're going to say, are they a big four? When you look at the other records, Florida State, 46 and 39 in that span. Florida, 54 and 34. Think of that. Since 2015, Florida is 54 and 34. That's it. And uh, Miami, 52 and 35. So if you go by that, yeah, sure. But once again, you're not playing the same schedule. I told you about NIL and the mess that it is. It's going to get messier, ladies and gentlemen. The NCAA just sent a memo to its member schools, and it basically says schools you better comply with the rules we have set down as opposed to the rules your state legislature has sent down. Of our 50 great states, guess how many of them have their own NIL legislation? I would have been wrong. Jose, let me ask, what do you think? Of the 50 states, how many do you think have their own NIL legislation. 
About half, 25 maybe? I, I, I thought about that, okay? And I got the buzzer. <clears throat> 32 have them, okay, which I thought was more than I, I had imagined. Well, no matter how many there are, the NCA says that you must comply with their rules. State laws, they say, irrelevant when they conflict with membership guidelines. It also says boosters may not have direct contact with recruits during the recruiting process to discuss potential NIL. So this is going to be interesting. Now, Texas A&M, remember they've got the 12th man. Um, that campaign, as I understand it, by what the NCA is saying, is in direct conflict with the NCAA because it prohibits universities from engaging in fundraising for NIL purposes. And uh, when you mix in NIL fundraising with university fundraising, that can allow boosters to receive athletic department benefits, which is strictly prohibited in the NCAA rules. Well, you know what's interesting? Through all of this, the NCAA has done nothing about the 12th man fund. Nothing. There's a bill in the Texas House which goes into effect in, what, three days? Which prevents the NCAA from levying punishments against Texas A&M for breaking NIL rules. I want you to stop and think about this for a minute. This is what a, an unholy mess this whole damn thing is with NIL. You now have legislation in a state, and I don't know how they enforce this, which says that the NCAA cannot levy punishment against the school for breaking NIL rules. So if they break rules, the Texas legislature says, NCAA, you can't touch me. How is that going to work? Wow. And this is just going to keep getting worse. I don't know how in the world anybody, anybody navigates this. Here's another thing when it comes to NIL, okay? The NIL the, itself is going to undergo multiple changes with the recruiting class starting in 2024. This is according to The Athletic. High school prospects sign their letter at the end of each recruiting cycle, right? That, that's always kind of been that way. Typically, penalties for breaking a letter of intent without being granted a complete release from the institution, well, there's penalties for that. There's something called, I, I learn something every day, something called the, Co the Collegiate Commissioners Association, and that has overseen letters of intent for like 60, 65 years, several adjustments. Reportedly, here's what they are. No NLI, letter of intent penalty, 
if the signee requests the release as a result of a head coaching change. That certainly makes sense. No penalty if the signee completes at least one academic semester or a quarter at the institution that they're at. I, I agree with that. And four-year transfers will be able to sign a letter of intent after entering the transfer portal. It is a requirement to transfer. Signing a letter of intent would help uh, trigger a recruiting ban, meaning other schools wouldn't be allowed to make contact once a player has signed with the school. You do get a penalty if the athlete requests the release beyond what I just told you about. And then that release isn't granted by the school in which they signed. In that event, the athlete sits out one year and must complete a year at the new school. Can you imagine a coach having to wade through all of that? Crazy. Kevin says, money talks. And did you see what happened to LSU with basketball and football? Feinbaum the other day said it, and I get his point. He said, you know what the message is that gets sent? Cheat like hell. Cheat. Because the NCAA is not going to do anything. They're going to slap your wrist. So cheat, win a championship, and then, okay, you, you lose some scholarships. You, okay, a coach gets a ban on some game. Okay, guess what? You win. Oh, boy. Uh, David says he's for the robo-umps in baseball. Watching, he gets tired of watching the strike zone change inning by inning. Jeff Head a prime example, doesn't think, doesn't think the announcers were biased. He likes Kyle Peterson. He thinks they got carried away with Paul Skeen. Looking forward to ESPN covering his wedding and the birth of his children. <laughs> the fan base, he respects Alabama. He doesn't respect Tennessee and LSU. Richard said, didn't LSU just vacate 37 football games for cheating? And their basketball program's been sketchy since Pete Maravich and his father. I respect Auburn, but he says nobody, unfortunately, is clean. William, uh, William, I won't read this because it's the same as yesterday. Just you and I will agree to disagree on the whole CAGs being pulled and when he was pulled. Okay, we we, we will just agree to disagree. Uh, Porter, uh, I'm with you as far as LSU fans go. Always said they were a lot like us. I guess respect's a fair word. Talking about overall, not baseball in particular. Baseball, he'd said, would, miss, would be Mississippi State fans. But overall, he's tailgated for baseball, football, and basketball in Baton Rouge. And he'll go, G-E-A-U-X, with the Tigers, albeit reluctantly, and with a bitter taste in my mouth at this time. Fans on the other end would definitely be Kentucky basketball fans he doesn't have a lot of respect for. We had over an hour here, peeps. I'm trying to get you something. Where we have now entered the dead zone. You know, the twilight zone? We are now in the dead zone because Gator sports are over. SEC Media Days isn't for, what, three weeks? Whatever that is. So, yeah, that's why we're going to take a lot of days off this month. But if you're just tuning in, talk a little more baseball if you want. But the fan base you respect, fan base that you don't. Respect. And would you be in favor of robo umpires? 
If so, why? If not, why not? Don't forget tonight, Rays baseball. They're out west playing the surprising D-backs. We have that game beginning at 9 o'clock tonight. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Oh yeah, you can feel it, the hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of A.C. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And of course, AC isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell, there's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. At Radiant Credit Union, we know life can get crazy. Mom, the toilet's clogged. (sighs) And when you decide it's time to go on a much-needed vacation, Radiant Credit Union can simplify things with a fast and easy vacation loan. There's no better way to refresh and renew your energy than a nice, long getaway. And Radiant Credit Union can help you get there. So, if you want to go from this to this, visit RadiantCU.org slash vacation and get started today. Federally insured by NCUA. Dog days of summer are upon us, but don't worry. We're about to throw you a bone. The Rays continue their blistering summer heat wave, and we want you to experience it in person. Sunday, July 9th, the Rays host the Braves in a potential World Series preview, and we want to send you. Just log on to WRUF.com and click on Contests. There you'll find the Rays' summer heat wave. Just fill out the form, and you'll be in the running to win a pair of tickets to see the Rays host the Braves on Sunday, July 9th. And we thank you for listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, your home for Rays baseball. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. I hope I have this right. Stefan says he's all for the robo-umps. And Daryl says, could you see college baseball turning into a bidding war 
with NIL. Um, not as it currently is, but the NIL is there. No question. Some schools have more money, and some schools will get better players in college baseball because of NIL. Rick's on the uh, Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Rick, hello. Hello, Steve. Uh, thanks for doing the show. Um, responding to your topics there on the on the fan bases, I, I would have to say that uh, my uh, respect for an SEC fan base would be Auburn. They would be highest on my list. Uh, outside the SEC, I've always thought Nebraska had excellent fans. I mean, they show up there, you know, good or bad. Of course, they had a lot of good years, but uh, as far as I know, they're still showing up there even on the they down, are. down. They years. are, and they've had a lot of bad yeah. years here recently too. They they have. And then on the on the negative side, uh, <laughs> my least respect would go to Miami fans. I they don't show up at all as far as uh, uh, you know filling their stadium, and I just I, I never had much respect for them. That would be um, mine, Rick. And, yeah, and I'm a bit yeah. biased because of baseball and all the years. You know, when Miami was really good, and they were, you have to give them credit, and they kind of you know, knocked Florida around. Uh, their fan yeah. base, you know, let let Florida know it. And, hey, to the victor goes the spoils. But they are front-running fans. There is yeah. maybe may the worst in that regard that I've seen. Because, man, when it goes yeah. great, everybody does that you stuff, you know, with the hands and all that. Oh, and then, yeah. you know, when they don't, nobody, to your point, nobody shows up. Yeah. So I hear yeah. you. I'm right there with you on that. And and then on the robo-umpire uh, thing, I, I got a question because I don't know enough about it. But does that uh, uh, robotic umpire, does it adjust for the different strike zones for different size batters? Yes, sure. It does. Oh, sure. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, that... and then is it a, okay, is it a is it like a three-dimensional uh, strike zone, or is it just a two-dimensional strike zone? Because when you see it on TV where they have the whatever it's called where they show the rectangle and if the ball is in the rectangle or, or not, but I've always pictured a strike zone being three-dimensional. In other words, if it if it uh, crosses the you know the cylinder of the plate between the knees and the letters or whatever, that's a strike. Um, they've got something. I think they're you, – you can uh, fact-check me, Rick, but I think they're doing this at AAA ballparks this year. Okay. It's something called uh, automatic balls and strikes, I think it's called. Um, and it's interesting that it's being used in AAA. Um, and I do – I don't know if it's two-dimensional – Three-dimensional, I don't know, um, but I know they're, they're – I, I'm almost positive they're using this uh, in AAA. So I yeah. think it's an experiment because I, I still think no matter what, let's say that you went totally robo, right? I still think right. you would need base umpires, I would think, and you'd yeah. certainly need something, somebody behind the plate – to give the ball or you know a strike signal, I would think, unless there's a light. You know, can you imagine this? You're watching a baseball game and an orange light's a strike and a yellow light's a ball or I mean who knows? 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that's that gets kind of weird to me when you think about it in those terms. But yeah. if if again, if the idea is to call you know, is to get it right, my my point is how do you keep track then of pitching changes, how many conferences you have on the mound, you know, all you're still gonna have to use a human at some in way, shape or form, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Anyway, thanks, thanks, Steve. Thanks for doing the show as Appreciate usual. You. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate your call. Um, yeah, I, I think it's called autom- automated ball strike system, um, and I don't know. the The commissioner, Rob Manfred, has said that they plan to introduce robot umpires next year. And I think it is that automatic ball strike system, and I think that's why it's being tested uh, in AAA. But I don't. I, I just pulled up a, a column here. Um, this is what the column says: that the tech seems to work. Uh, the company that developed this is TrackMan. I did know that, uh, and I think they do the same thing in golf. I believe that's right. A golfer can correct me. Um, here's what happens. Umpires slip an iPhone, an iPhone in their back pocket, earbud in the ear, and the system signals ball or strike into their headset after every pitch. So I think what baseball wants to do is keep it the same as we know it with the umpire. So the umpire would make the call. Can you imagine Can you imagine if they did it this way, where you had some machine, you know, some thing raising his arm? Can you imagine that? They don't want that. I think that's the way this is going to work. Tony, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, uh, first of all, on your... On your robo ump, uh, mm-hmm. I think you will always have to have uh, someone behind the plate for several reasons. Uh, one of all, what about a, a close play at the plate when somebody's trying to score and slides in and sure. catch or t- tags them or not? That's number one. Yep. And number two, what happens if uh, if a player uh, a batter strikes at the ball and, and fouls it off, but it wasn't a strike; it was a ball. Uh, how is that? How is that going to be called? Who's well, that's call easy. That? If, if he struck the ball, it's a foul ball. That's, That's an easy call. Ball. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. You, the, the pitch can be out of the strike zone, but if a hitter fouls it off, it's a foul ball. Yeah, it, it's a strike. Obviously, it would be a strike sure. if, the, if the umpire went back there, but, but is, it, is the umpire going to be calling that? Yes. I guess the yes, the, um, the umpire yeah. would call yeah. that because, again, there'd be a human back there, yeah. right? Yeah. And so right. if there's a swing and it's a foul ball, a foul tip at the plate, that's. The umpire would, would, I think, would make that call. Right. There's several reasons that uh, you, you need to have an umpire back there, yep. even if uh, you have an automated uh, balls and strike. And now, as far as the uh, the fan bases, uh-huh. uh, uh, I have to go with uh, a personal bad experience that I had at Tiger Stadium at LSU. Uh, a friend of mine and I were walking into the stadium. This was a uh, uh, I, I can remember the date for sure. It was 2001. Rex Grossman was our quarterback. Anyway. 
we were walking to the stadium before the uh, before the game started, and we had to go to the bathroom. So we go to the bathroom, and we're sitting at the uh, at the urinal, both of us, or standing at the urinal, both of us, and a bunch of uh, LSU fans surrounded us and started to give it a hard time, even while we were urinating. I mean, it was it was terrible. <laughs> it was it was it, uh, that's a probably TMI concept. here, but okay. Uh, yeah. yeah so, so anyway, uh, anyway, uh, uh, so we got over that. We went to the game, and I don't know if you remember the game. I think we beat him like forty-eight to nothing, or forty-eight to six, or somewhere. Uh, Rexman had had a career day. Uh, Rex Grossman had a career day. When we leave the stadium, you couldn't find anybody. They were all gone. So, uh, so uh, if they weren't true true fans. But anyway, that was my bad experience. That, right. that they were the worst fans. Now the best the best fans that I've ever sat, sat around were two of them. Uh, Alabama fans and South Carolina fans. They, they were both uh, great fans as far as we were concerned. And we had our Gator gear on there and also. We're sitting right, right in between them. So that was our best two and our worst one. You, I just told you what it was. All right. That was it. All right. Appreciate okay. it, Tony. Thank you for sharing. Um, you know what's going to be interesting to me? I wonder if an ump- a human umpire could overrule a robot. And if so, why do you have the robot? Just just saying. But that's interesting. Because, again, you've got this. I, I really think this is coming. And normally it comes at the big league level first. How would you feel if you had a robo-ump at a college game? In other words, you went to Condren and there's a robo-ump there. And I guess if you have an umpire there calling balls and strikes, it wouldn't be, you know, because, again, you're not going to have a piece of metal or a piece of tin there, you know, some robot calling strikes. So the vision of that, uh, you know, would not be there. But, boy, um, and and I think another reason why baseball is going to look at this is because I think it will help shorten Games. Where do you think that? Andrew, Tennessee. I respect them, but they oddly bother me. They rarely do anything. Still through their ignorance, you have to respect they fill the stadium, continuously think it's their year. Disrespect lately for me is UCF. Their AD and fans are constantly taking shots at us. They're just jealous of us. They've only had minor success. Andrew, let me ask this. UCF just played Florida in football not too long ago. Who won the game? Who won the game? Minor success, maybe, but directly, lots of success. Since both teams are similar in a way, I just feel Tennessee's had some success, and they seem to respect us. Well, Tennessee's in the league. UCF's always been little brother. And, you know, when UCF, they wanted to were the national champions and all that kind of stuff. But, look, when you play a team like that head-to-head and you lose, big brother loses, that's what you get when it comes to that. you got to beat them. you got to keep them in their place. And that hasn't happened recently. That's our first hour. One more to go. Call us up. Talk a little sports on Sports Scene, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.
WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Hour two of Sports Scene for this Wednesday commences now. Jose Tovar, I didn't know you were a Marlins fan, though. I know that now because you're wearing a Marlins hat. But uh, He's producing. He produced our final on-deck show of the year as uh, the college baseball season now in the books. Uh, and I'm going to tell you something uh, about the College World Series, too, in a minute. And there's also some Gator basketball news as well. Uh, today, you want to do some leftover Gator baseball, you can. What's the fan base you respect? What's the fan base you don't like? And we'll get your opinion on that. And we'll take phone calls, 3928255. You can also email the program, S. Russell, at WRUF.com. And because there was so much complaining about the strike zone in the College World Series, would you be in favor of robo-umps or not? If so, why? If not, why not? John will start us off an hour or two. Hi, John. Hey, Steve. How you doing today? Good, sir. Well, the the best fans that I've run into are Texas A&M fans in College Station, Texas. They are the nicest, most hospital people I've ever met in my life when it comes to football fans welcoming out-of-towners to their town. Interesting. 
Okay. Very, very nice. Very, very nice. Uh, the most obnoxious fans I've found are Miami Hurricane fans. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When, when we were up in uh, Orlando for that game there, the, the kickoff game a couple years ago, our tailgate tent was right next to a bunch of Miami Hurricane fans, and we couldn't even have a conversation. Their music was so loud and they're so obnoxious, and, you know, uh, they were partaking in libations very early in the morning, and uh, they're just obnoxious. Let's put it that way, obnoxious. But we get a chance to welcome them to Gainesville next year, and I'm looking forward to that, to show them you don't have to be that way. That's good. Uh, I mean, look, when you play a rival like that, I think, and it's interesting you pointed Texas A&M out, I'll bet you that wouldn't be the case if you said between Texas A&M and Texas. No, no, they don't like Texas. Yeah, because a team like A&M doesn't play Florida a lot, and because of that, there's not that built-in animosity over the years. You know, several people have said Auburn. And and Florida hasn't played Auburn, you know, in forever, so yeah. But I mean, you normally the ones you don't like are the ones you face all the time because there's that back and forth. But we were walking around the stadium Friday night before the game, and we got invited to a booster club dinner. Oh, geez. By an fan. Um, and then Saturday before the game, we were sitting behind a very nice lady and. You know, when the opposing team comes out in the swamp, you get a bunch of boo, you know. So we're sitting there, and the Gators come out, and it's quiet. You know, they're cheering, right? They're, the A&M's not cheering, but the Gator fans are cheering. There's no booing. And I asked that lady, I said, you know, this is not normal, you know. She goes, we're better people than that. We don't boo the opposing team. So next time you're watching, if you get a pregame on an A&M, listen to when the opposing team comes out. They don't boo. All right. Appreciate your call, John. Thank you a lot. Yes, sir. Uh, let's get Austin to the show. Hi, Austin. Hey, Steve. How's John? Good. Um, yeah, I just wanted to comment on the robo-lump statement and also on the uh, data baseball. Um, first of all, with the data baseball, you know, it was uh, obviously not the best way to end the season, but, um, you know, I think it was one of the best seasons we've had in data baseball history, just statistics-wise. And also, you know, I really enjoyed watching this team, and, uh, you know, I wish those leaving the team nothing but the best. And, uh I'm looking forward to next season. And um, also, in terms of the robo-ump, you know, I'm more of a somewhat of a traditional that I like, you know, as bad as some umpires can be, I like hearing them do the, you know, the strike thing, their own little, I just like the human element of it all. So I hope they keep it. But that's interesting what they're talking about with the um, using the iPhone sort of thing to do it and to where it's somewhat of a human element and somewhat, like, what do you think about that? Well, that's, I think, I think there's been a big misunderstanding about robo-umpires. Because I think that a lot of people think there's going to be some big machine back there, you know, some robot that's calling strikes and, and, or in balls, and that's not the case. I think it is going to be using the earpiece and having, you know, an umpire deliver the ball or strike call so the fan doesn't see, you know, much of a difference. And it will be interesting to see if a, a human can overrule a robo call. I would imagine you can. Um, Bob emails something here, Austin, and he's got a great point. 
because um, again, it, it is being used in the minor leagues. It has been for a while. Um, but what about he says? What about a foul tip that isn't apparent uh, to the robo umpire? Well, then yes, I think the human umpire would step in and say, you know, foul tip. So I, I, I mean, I think a lot of this is common sense, and I think there is a big misunderstanding about that. You know, there's going to be some big machine doing this. I agree. No, I mean, I think, you know, using the combination of, I guess, for lack of a better word, AI and the human elements and to kind of go along with it, that would, that, that could be interesting. But um, real quick before I get off the air, I kind of wanted to, it seems like there's a lot of changes just coming in sports, whether it be, you know, with the NBA trying to change things and with the NFL looking at different rules and stuff. So I, I don't know, what do you think has sort of um, sparked all this? Do you think it's just progress or one kind of going on top of the other? Ooh, that's a that's hard to answer in a short sentence, Austin. I, some of the changes are made because of fan interest, right? Speeding up the game in baseball, speeding up the game in college football. Okay, I think those are changes because some you're, you're competing a against air conditioning your own bathroom, your own beverage, you know, that sort of thing. So I think some of the changes are made because of that and because of, you know, 70-inch televisions. Some of the changes are made for safety, especially the NFL with the NFLPA there. So I think it's a combination of reasons, you know, why the changes are made. I see. Yeah, it's just interesting to see all this going on. But uh, thank you, Stephen. Go Gators. Yep, Austin, thank you. Maybe, you know, somebody's been around for a while. You you got to look back sometimes in history. But it just seems like all the changes are coming at once. That's just that that, that just seems to me what's happening here. Uh, I don't have a name here. The team fans I respect, Kentucky, usually fill the place. Fans I don't like. The dogs, and he lives there. All of a sudden, they're cocky after two titles. I get it. I would be too. I still don't like him. He lives in Georgia. Uh, enjoy the fourth. <clears throat> Will do. Uh, John, no on the robo-umps. Replay's fine when the call goes your way. I don't see any improvement in sports overall. Uh, Devin Allen, an American world-class hurdler, was disqualified by a thousandth of a second by block sensors in the world championships, even though the video replay showed no movement relative to the other runners and therefore no competitive uh, advantage. And he said former Gator Grant Holloway was in the adjacent lane and said he didn't move. So there was conflicting evidence provided by technology. A strict reliance on technology deprived the fans of a maximum competitive race over a thousandth of a second and didn't improve the race. There's an assumption technology provides true objectivity. Technology is no less flawed than humans who invented it, as anybody who owns a computer knows. Are fans ready to review certain pitches? Baseball's taking steps to shorten the game. I doubt it will help. Well, I think it will help in that regard, John. Because again, if you have, I mean, you have replay now, which... I think the question is going to become again, 
How much do you replay? How much do you legislate in that? Uh, Stephen says, thanks for working today and tomorrow. Fourth of July, best holiday wishes. Same to you. He's in favor of robotic ball and strike umpiring for college ball as this is the major non-reviewable issue we can see in high definition that can tilt outcomes. He likes video review challenges, which often leads to getting things right. I like eliminating the shift. That's going to happen, I think. I, too, very much appreciate the LSU uniqueness of the SEC in America in general, the tailgating food, unique speech, and friendliness. I've been to Omaha when LSU was not in the College World Series and their fans went anyway. Compare that to the Canes, he says. Yeah. John, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve. Uh, definitely uh, for the uh, fans I dislike would be um, uh, Notre Dame. They were the most arrogant at the at the. You know, we played them in the Sugar Bowl, um, but we don't play them much. So I'll say Miami. They are arrogant and, and rude as well. And um, I. You want to know who were who were really the nicest fans was, um, um, gosh, the team that we played first first game of the season this year. We're going back Utah, right? Utah. They yep. were very very nice people. But again, I think that's a, a a process of never playing them, right? There's no there's no built in animosity. I think a lot of places that you go. For example, if you play, even though you don't play Miami and UCF a lot, there's still that, you know, in-state animosity that's going to be there. If you play a Utah, if you play a, uh, I don't know, Nebraska, right, then I think you're going to probably get a sense of, hey, welcome to our place. We want to show you how we do it here. And I'm sure, Mm -hmm. I would hope it'd be the same here, you know, when they came here. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, the uh, I tell you, the umps, the uh, robo-umps, I would like to see a challenge system where it's not it's not a – kind of like tennis. You know, a ball is the ball in or out, you can challenge it, and they show the little replay, and, and maybe you get a couple challenges. If you get it right, you don't lose it. But I, I wouldn't do it all game, you know, that a robot calls the calls. Uh, and the uh, what I want to know is, you said they're testing it in, in the major leagues, in the minor right? leagues. The minor yeah. League? Yep. What What is the is it is it pick? Does the ball have something in it, or is it no some sort of a radar that picks up the ball? What What is how does it determine the technology? And I, I don't I I do not know the the ins and outs of the technology, but the technology picks it up an umpire has got an earpiece and when there's a light or something that goes on for a ball or a strike and then the umpire delivers the whatever it is, you know, ball or strike. That's how wow. in so, general so it what, works. Yeah, I mean, imagine you bounce a ball up there. I mean, that's a ball. Or does, yeah. the, does the bat, does the bat, you know, let's say you do a check swing and the bat goes through the strike zone some, you know, through the plate a little bit. Does that interfere with the technology um, you know what I mean? It's like I just—it's it, interesting to know what could interfere. Could someone in the stands have some sort of a device that interferes with it? I doubt that. Um, but again, I don't know the inner workings of what this would be. But I do think, for example, if 
I don't know enough about the depth of the technology. My sense is the technology would only be there if it's literally crosses the plate. Is it a strike? Is it a ball? I mm -hmm. don't think, I could be wrong, the technology is there for something like a check swing, right? I don't yeah. know if it's geared to that. I don't know if it's geared just to the location of the pitch or is it geared to, okay, I can, I can get a sense of the batter, you know, with a check swing or not. I do not know the answer to that. But my, my gut instinct says that's why you need a human being there. Yeah, I guess my question is, how does the technology know what's entering the strike zone? Is it the ball? Is it the bat? Is it his knee? Is it a bug? You know, how, how, that, that's, well, it, I mean, the, the technology adjusts to, I mean, if you're a 5'8 hitter as opposed to a 6'4 hitter, it's still going to be strike zone knees, to, knees to, you know, armpits. That's going to adjust. How does it know that? How do, does do they measure each player's knees to like? Beforehand? John, you're going and way into the weeds here. Okay, <laughs> but that, way but into the weeds. Great. I'm just saying the technology yeah. is there because it already is in the minor leagues where it adjusts to that. I didn't even think about that, Steve. But that is, I would love to know how they do that. That's a very, very good point. Every player's different. Yep. All right. That makes it makes it difficult. All right, Steve. All right, John. There. Thanks for the call. Once that, that's what happens when you get into stuff like this, but it's good. Uh, Tony, hanging to get right to you. One seventeen time check brought to you by Hey Shillery, ESPN, ninety eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WYUF. Cloaked in orange and blue, and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN ninety eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. If you see me driving my vehicle you'll see it has a Southeast Cardency tag on the back of it. And the last few vehicles I've had have had the same thing. Because for years now, I've been a proud customer of Southeast Cardency here in Gainesville. If you're looking for a new vehicle, the Cousins family who owns and operates the business, well, this isn't the place to go. They don't have any. And since opening their doors over 40 years ago, this is what they specialized in. The best in late model, low mileage vehicles. The selection is great. It gives you the widest variety so that you can make the best selection for the money you want to spend, the type of vehicle you want to purchase and drive. Go see them in person. You can test drive the vehicles for yourself. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles for yourself. And, of course, when you go in person, you got to tell them, Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. It's the first day of the first grade And she found a new best friend It's a laid-back Sunday afternoon You wish would never end The homemade taste of Bluebell And good friends gathered round The good old days 
Taste buds with Bluebell Java Jolt, a delicious pint of coffee ice cream with dark chocolate flavored chunks and a decadent coffee fudge swirl. It's the jolt you need to perk up your day. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. Look for Bluebell ice cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today. Worn out tires are a danger to you, your passengers, and other drivers. TireRack.com reminds you to inspect your tires regularly. Grab a quarter, stick it in the tread, and if you can see the top of Washington's head, it's time to replace. Go to my page, TireRack.com slash Dan. Use the Tire Decision Guide to find the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Kumo tires and tread confidently. TireRack.com. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned, doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant, doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard, that's also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. No, Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though, see the terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. Congratulations to Kevin O'Sullivan and Florida Gator Baseball on a fantastic and memorable run in Omaha. A great day for the Florida Gators as they put up more runs than anybody in the history of this ballpark, 24 of them today. In addition to a trip to the championship series, the Gators set a new single-season school record with 54 wins to go along with an SEC crown. It is a swing and a miss. He got him, and the Gators got themselves a Gainesville Regional Championship for the first time since 2018. Thanks for the ride and for the memories. Popped up right side of the infield. Cags back. Curlin says he has it, and he does and the Gators have a trip to Omaha. Let the celebration begin. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, your home for the Florida Gators. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on the ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. You know, every once in a while, a blind squirrel catches a nut. This whole robo thing has been a good topic today, and I just got an email, it was lengthy, from somebody who actually went to an Atlantic League game a couple of years ago that uses TrackMan. That, that's what the RoboUmp is. And he says that what it is, it looks like a black box if you're in the stands. It's a 3D Doppler radar dish. And that he says it analyzes each pitch. It's a three-dimensional strike zone, and it does calibrate each batter's size and stance so the strike zone is adjusted accordingly. So if you're, you know, if you're six feet eight, 
The strike zone's different if you're a five foot eight hitter, as it should be. So I hope that helps. All right. Tony's up. Hi, Tony. Hey, Steve, what's up, man? Hey. Listen, people people are complicating this a little bit too much, man. I don't know if people are aware yet, but we got cars that could parallel park themselves, Steve. <laughs> are you aware of that? Okay. So I'll never I drive one of those probably, but yeah, that's that's I know. I think if we can make a car to parallel park itself, we could design something to do the little three-dimensional box thing specific to each batter. Come on, man, guys. This is not that typical. Steve, how many responsibilities does a home plate umpire have besides calling balls and strikes? Off the top of your head, you would say what? Like about 30, 40 different things that the home plate umpire is responsible for? I don't know that it's that many, but... Okay, but whatever it was. But a lot. 25? A lot. Okay, so... All right, so my point is this. Guess what? The home plate umpire is going to be re- responsible for all those things still minus one, calling balls and strikes. That's yeah, it. Yeah, Not you would think that. You would think that, yes. I mean, check swings, guess what? The home plate umpire will appeal to the first base, third base umpires, and you get the check swing call. I, I mean, I don't know why people are making this so difficult, you know? In about 25 years, people are going to look back and say, could you believe how those people used to call balls and strikes back then? And they're going to be looking at us like if we were uh, cavemen or something like that. You know, so uh, it's coming, and it's for the better of the game. Um, so moving on, Steve. Uh, listen, your caller Rick nailed it. Nebraska, the, the fan base I most admire for everything that you and him talked about. I mean, in the 90s, it was probably real easy to be a Nebraska fan, but they have a consecutive thing like, I don't know, 200 straight sellouts or something for the football stadium. It's crazy. And they've been awful for two decades now. Um, and then obviously UN, you know, for everything that you talked about. The Kane fans are the absolute worst. So, uh, and then I like to throw in Tennessee, just to upset Tennessee Mike, who's probably listening right now, anyways. So I don't like them either. Uh, <laughs> if. If I was to tell you in five years the NCAA was going to make an example out of one program for this NIL era, because they're going to have to make an example out of somebody if they ever want to regain power again, respect and stuff like that, who would you say would be that program that they're going to make the example out of? Well, it could have been LSU. Uh But they didn't. So now I don't know. Because it's going to be somebody, yeah. There's so much legislation now, Tony, that flies in the you know each state is is doing things just a little bit differently. And like I just said, can you imagine a a, a state legislature passing a rule or a law a law that says the NCA can't do anything? Imagine that. Yeah. That's ridiculous to me. But that's that's where we are now with this. Exactly. And like you said, how do you enforce that? How is, how is you know, the state of Texas going to enforce that against the NCAA if they want to strip, you know, the Longhorns of a championship or something like that? You know, so that's what's going to be unbelievable to, to uh, follow. But uh, I got a feeling it's going to be a small program, Steve, like, uh, like one of your uh, lower programs, maybe like a Missouri or an Arizona State, something like that. They're going to slam a program like that, and then uh, hopefully then everybody else will fall in line. But I think the big boys, the blue bloods, they're not going to do nothing to it, Steve. That's how I see it anyway. 
All right, we're going to find out. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate your call. Get David here real quickly. Hi, David. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm 100% all in on the robo. I'm, I'm just it's just frustrating at times uh, with the you know getting a different strike zone with each ump. It seems like. Um, but my question is, uh, and and I don't know if you can answer this or not, but will the strike zone be as defined? In other words, I, I rarely, I don't know about you, but I rarely see the, the high end of the strike zone called a strike when it's thrown there. Uh, do, do, they, do they set the parameters on it with the actual, you know, yes. the way it's defined? Yes. Okay. I, I mean, I, I would think would... so because that's how it's defined. And if you're going to have, yeah. you know, a, a robo-ump, well, then it's, in my opinion at least, it should be designed to where, you know, armpits, knees, or whatever the strike zone is, that's what it should be. Yeah, well, that'll be that'll be interesting in itself to see that, I mean, personally. Um, but how about you? I mean, what's your opinion on it? Do you, do you agree that the high end of the strike zone is, is not, I not think it, I think it depends on the umpire, but yes, in general, um, I, I, I don't, I think the it's been sort of the belt buckled down for strikes. And yeah. as a former pitcher, uh, that bothers me. Now, power pitchers use the top end of the strike zone. And we, we saw that in Omaha, right, with LSU. Look how many uh, Gator hitters, you know, took, couldn't hit fastballs up. Would, right. would, and they look like strikes coming to you, but yeah. they may end up being out of the zone. So you wonder if those balls were at the top of the zone and they were taken, you wonder if they would be called. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. I don't know. I may, uh, I may change my mind because then I won't have anything to complain about. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you'd still have humans, you know, still deciding some things. But yes, uh, you would certainly think there'd be a lot less to complain about, boss. Strikes wise, for sure. Yeah. All right, Steve. David, well. thank you. Appreciate the call. One thirty. Time check. Brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Last half hour coming up. Still plenty of time to hear from you. ESPN. 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Mike Lester believes a good financial advisor helps you map out a plan for each step of your retirement without taking a commission. Mike also happens to be the founder of Talon Wealth and is on a mission to help those near and in retirement protect and grow their nest egg. And he's ready to prove it with a Talon Satisfaction Guarantee. It's pretty simple. For any new client that hires Talon to actively manage their portfolio, if you aren't satisfied after one year, for any reason, Talon will refund 100% of your advisor fees. Yep, that's right. For any new client that hires Talon to actively manage their portfolio, if you aren't satisfied after one year, for any reason at all, Talon will refund 100% of your advisor fees. Call 352-751-3200 to learn more about Talon's satisfaction guarantee. That's 352-751-3200 or visit guardingyournesteg.com. Advisory services through Talon Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. Red, white, and due savings are happening now at the Home Depot. Prep for all the summer guests and gatherings with up to 60% off select patio sets now at the Home Depot. Shop and save on a wide variety of sets and styles to find what suits your patio best for another season of hosting with the most. Ah. 
Find the perfect pieces for your space with up to 60% off select patio sets. So sit back and relax into red, white, and do savings happening now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Wireless headphones. That'll be $200. I'll use my Capital One Quicksilver card. Now that's a hit. You used the Capital One Quicksilver card, which makes you the hero of every purchase. With Quicksilver, you earn unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase everywhere. I wanted running music, but unlimited 1.5% cash back is pretty heroic. Good instincts. Every hero needs a theme song. The Capital One Quicksilver card. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at ClearSoundAudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. This afternoon, partly cloudy skies, high temperatures in the mid-90s, heat in the seas between 100 and 105. A slight chance for a passing shower or a thunderstorm later on in the evening. Partly cloudy to mostly clear skies tonight. There's tomorrow morning in the mid-70s. Tomorrow afternoon, highs in the upper 90s with lots of sunshine. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And what's interesting about Wambayama is, unlike like Zion, we watched him play, what, 30 games at Duke. We saw it. Yeah. It was, oh, by the way, here's some highlights of Victor Wambayama. Until he came over and played in the G League. And I always tell people, don't look at the highlights. Look at somebody and how they get those highlights. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes. And you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From every called third strike to every call to the bullpen. Baseball lives here. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sully just got his third career Southeast Region Coach of the Year. We just announced. Third time in his career. So congratulations to him. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, fun show today. I thought I'd hit, uh, participate on the topic and have a question or two for you. All right. Hey, Steve, let's keep it in the league. I've always admired Mississippi State fans the most because they're the most limited resource team in the league. You're probably not a fan unless you're from Mississippi. Never going to see somebody wearing a Mississippi State sweatshirt or, or T-shirt around the mall. So, and they're always fighting with kind of halfway uh, $50 million behind all the big boys. So I, I want to say Mississippi State. And I see, personally, I don't like front runners. So um, I'll go with Kentucky basketball fans. Most Kentucky basketball fans that aren't from Kentucky are just front runners. Okay. Hey, Steve, two questions for you. One thing, I know you're a big Jets fan. Looks like the Jets are going to get stuck with uh, uh, Hard Knocks. I love Hard Knocks. Do you watch that? Uh, I have not watched 10 seconds of that. I look at it as the pretty much the unofficial start of football season. I personally enjoy it. Do you have HBO at your house? Yes. Okay, might want to try that. Just you know, No, I, I'm not going to try it. I have no interest in it. <laughs> you don't 
pocket stuff. No, I, no, it's not that. that. It's not. I mean, it, it has a place. It just doesn't do much for me. Yeah, well, they each their own. Hey, Steve, one last question. Uh, Miami's been coming up a lot on the show today. Um, we're in the dead season now. Do you think uh, we're going to hear expansion talk in the next two months? No. Leading into football season? Nope. Or do you think it's going to be quiet this year? I think it's going to be quiet because of what you just said. But now, here's the, here's the caveat to that. We still don't know about the Pac-12's grant of rights deal. That could change things because if it doesn't come out the way the league wants it, you might see some teams bolt. But other than that, because it's getting so close to the start of the season, Mike, I don't think there'll be much talk. Well, you hear about that ACC agreement up to, what, 2035, supposedly. Right. But, but uh, Steve, do you agree with me, like Feinbaum said, that Miami would be more valuable to the league than Florida State? You, you asked me that. Um, I, I, again, I think if you're looking at Miami and you're looking at Florida State, I don't think either of them. Mm-hmm. Personally, well, I just think it'd be a disaster to see the Big Ten in Miami because the, these the Big Ten schools get more money out of the Big Ten network than the SEC schools do out of the SEC network, and that'd give the Big Ten a huge foothold in maybe America's best city. Okay. All right, Mike, thank you. Uh, Ed, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve, I'm going to lay off the fan issue thing because in the course of my 60-plus years, I, it has changed more than once uh, from – Georgia to FSU to Tennessee to whoever else. But uh, I was going to ask a question about off-season baseball. Uh, with CAGs coming off of uh, major surgery, is summer ball and the fall baseball uh, practices or whatever, what is his best chance to get his control uh, better, do you think? What would you have him do to work on you know, between now and the next year? A lot of the players go play summer ball. Uh, in the Cape or wherever it is. So that might be a place, you know, where he could go and hone his skill a little bit because you don't do that here. There's, you know, baseball has camps for kids over the summertime here, but uh, some of the players go and play in these different leagues, and that's a place for him to hone his skill. Yeah, and I'm not a big fan of the, <clears throat> of the computerized strike zone. You see it on Sports Center uh, where they try to frame it, just, but – that's just a limited application, and with each person, it's going to change uh, the box, uh, and I just don't see how it can work. I, it didn't work with tennis, and that's a much simpler deal than I think a college strike or any baseball strike zone is, wouldn't you say? Well, I, from the umpire that I talked to today who had gone to an Atlantic League game, he apparently talked to the umpire who umpired the game with that and he said that it went from the umpire's uh, point of view uh, from really severe skepticism to hmm the system isn't bad so we'll see okay um and this is a trivia question and i can't remember who it was but and i think he was in the sec there was a batter who would squat so low in the batter's box that his strike zone was tiny, and I can't remember who that was. Can you think of any uh, of who might fit that description? No, I couldn't either. I just remembered it when we started talking about the computerized strike zone. His would be like a little box. So, but, it, uh, but, really but this system will adjust. In other words, if you come up and you're six two, your strike zone is going to be adjusted to somebody who's five eight. It does that. 
Uh, maybe you can use it to let the umpire call it, and if it's clearly challengeable, let's say, maybe they could go at it that way. I don't know. All but right. Anyway, thanks a lot, Steve. Yes, Appreciate sir. the topic. Thank you, Ed. Hi, Judy. How are you? I'm great. Um, Steve, I just had to share this. You urged us to go meet the team when they got off the buses yep. yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that was an extraordinary experience. Good. Especially, especially B.T. Ryapel. That guy stood out there and signed one ball after another yes, for a did. zillion little kids. Yes, he did. I was, um, I was just so, I just wanted people to know that. He, I just couldn't believe it. He's just great. You know, one of the, in, in covering baseball for, and being part of the program for as long as I have and doing radio, um, you know, you, you see different teams and, you know, how they're made up and, you know, kids are all different. Um, this group, forget finishing second. Forget going to Omaha. The makeup of this team was really fun. And it wasn't that long ago, and I won't mention names, but a pretty talented team Florida had you know, two, three years ago. Uh, the personalities in that team were not good. Locker room was bad. And some mm-hmm. of those kids wouldn't have done what BT and others have done to take the time, you know, after a game and after a loss to, you know, at, at, at a venue like that, when people were out mm-hmm. there to sign stuff, that's pretty special stuff. And that goes a lot it's to the wild. culture. That goes a lot to, you know, Sully. And you're right. I mean, for BT to do that, he wasn't, you know, the only one over the course of the year. But I'm glad, I'm glad you saw that experience because that's, that, that's him. Oh, I mean, it was, I was just blown away. I was just blown away. Anyway, I just wanted to share that with everybody and, of course, you. Okay. But uh, anyway, thanks. You got it, Judy. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Tony says, (laughs) what if the ump sneezes and doesn't get the ruling from the robo ump? People are making this too complicated. It's track man for baseball. Yeah, as I've mentioned. Um, Are there glitches? I'm sure there will be. John says, uh, great idea. Following the Texas example, I'm going to get my HOA to pass a rule that the police can't give tickets to people speeding or their crimes within our community. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, can you imagine the legislature doing that? That's just crazy. Lucas says, want to thank you for the coverage of the baseball team this year. A whole lot of fun to watch. Always mute the TV, listen to WRUF, you, Jeff, and Eric, and Sean do an awesome job. I'll do the same for football season, beat Utah. It is, Lucas, it is beyond a pleasure to call a baseball game. And it has been for all these years, and hope I get to do it for a few more. Joe says, don't think the announcers are umpiring was biased. I do think the balls and strikes umpiring was a lot to be desired. Uh, I missed the on-deck show. Is there any way to listen to it from the website? Are we going to repost that? Do we repost the uh, on-deck show? to the website? I thought so, yes. So, Joe, it'll be on the website. You can listen to it. Uh, James said, I thought I heard on a raised telecast MLB umpires are 94% accurate, not too shabby. You know, what the college percentage is for balls and strikes, I'll say watching the World Series, the umpire doesn't seem as accurate as the MLB. I don't think it is either. Um, I still think it would be pretty good, probably in the 90s, low 90s, but somebody knows the answer to that, they can let me know. Uh, let's see here. John says, uh, 
He's a Gator super fan, hoping UF can keep his championship attendance streak alive in Omaha, class of 1987. All right, John. You never know where people listen, and that's one of the cool things about this. Mark says, echoes AM fans are the most polite uh, and hospitable. Went to the game between Florida AM and College Station when the Gators won. Says everybody says howdy to you. Never forget walking out of the stadium, seeing a young Aggie fan standing there in the concourse and saying to all of us Gators, good game, thanks for coming. In which another Gator fan, an older gentleman, jokingly said back, you're in the SEC now, you don't have to be so nice. <laughs> everybody laughed. Yeah, I can understand. Paul? As you were asking the question about robo-ump, I was sitting at a stoplight to turn left. The robo-light didn't see my car, and I couldn't turn left. So my answer to is no. It passed me up. I really don't like the robo-ump because I'd miss the manager and or player coming out to argue balls and strikes. Well, you could still argue with the umpire who's there, <clears throat> but I think it would be tougher because you, you would think the system itself would lend to better umpiring. Tony hates LSU. I'm sorry, A&M hates LSU in Texas. That's it. Very nice people. Shame that Yelp practice was canceled last year before the Gator game. Always liked Auburn fans, even when we were annual with them. Georgia is, was, and always will be the worst in the SEC, he says. Luckily, we don't have to deal with 42,000 of them. Yeah, Florida, Georgia. 145, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn. More. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. It's the first day of the first grade And she found a new best friend It's a layback Sunday afternoon You wish would never end The homemade taste of Bluebell And good friends gathered round The good old days are being made right now Wake up your taste buds with Bluebell Java Jolt 
a delicious pint of coffee ice cream with dark chocolate flavored chunks and a decadent coffee fudge swirl. It's the jolt you need to perk up your day. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. Look for Blue Bell ice cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today. Coming this fall, Chapter 2 of the Billy Napier era begins. Rising on the shotgun with Bernard off his right hip, looking to throw, guns it for the end zone. Intercepted! Amari Barney just intercepted it! One yard of the end zone! Right here, on your home for the three-time national champions. The Gators are going to win the football game on a takeaway by Amari Barney. ESPN 98.1 FM. 8.50 a.m. WRUF, your radio home for the Florida Gators. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Again, a program reminder, show tomorrow, and then we are off until July 5. Going to be a lot of days off here in the month of July because it's tough sledding in sports but you know what tip of the cap to all of you today because sometimes let's be let's be brutally honest here there are days when there just isn't anything going on in sports and so it's partly my job to come up with something that i think will get to you and have you be able to respond and today with the robo umpiring and uh, the fan bases and all that been really good so thank you for that uh, George says he worked at the Old Dome for 18 years. And hands down, the worst fans were Miami Hurricane fans. Worked in the press parking area, and their fans would start fights and insult everybody not in Miami gear. Andrew says you're right about random teams uh, playing being friendly. Curious, you think the new SEC scheduling will affect our answers today? You think I'll disrespect Oklahoma in a few years? Yeah, could. Because that happens when you play somebody all the time it can it might now look is florida vanderbilt a big rivalry is florida missouri a big rivalry no so just because you play somebody every year doesn't mean it, it is but it could be uh bb says what do you do when your guys don't quite win a championship we went to disney at the sports hotel we went to find our room we walked right past the baseball building and straight into the football building. The room behind a gigantic helmet, three stories high, overlooking a small artificial turf football field. And the helmet's colors, he says, orange and blue. If I can just get Coach Napier and his spray paint, can, spray paint can, cans down off the top of it before security shows up. But seriously, maybe it's a sign Gator football is coming. Well, it is coming. Uh, Adrian 
Your caller, Tony, said he admired Nebraska fans the most and mentioned the home sellout streak. He believed it was somewhere in the 200s. Actually, it's an amazing 389. And I know they had to really work at it a couple of times to sell it out, but I guess they did, so congratulations on that. All right, some things I didn't get a chance to talk about because of baseball uh, and all of that. Um, Men's basketball, conference opponents announced. Did you see it? Florida at home gets Bama, Arkansas, Auburn and Georgia, Kentucky, LSU, Mississippi State, Missouri, and Vandy. On the road, they get Bama, Georgia, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Missouri, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas A&M, and Vanderbilt. So if my math is right, Florida's home and home with Alabama, home and home with Georgia, home and home with Kentucky, and home and home with Missouri, and home and home with Vanderbilt. At least that's how I see it. Uh, Women's basketball just announced the rotation. And uh, Florida, home and home, gets Georgia, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State. Home only, Arkansas, Auburn, Missouri, South Carolina, and Texas A&M. And man, away, they got to go to Alabama, Kentucky, LSU, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. So there you go. Also, um, just just announced, Florida's Talitha Diggs, named Women's Track and Field Cross Country Academic All-American of the Year. Boy, the accolades just kept just keep coming for uh, Gator athletes and Gator teams. That is really kind of cool. Uh, a couple of more things here, in case you missed it, because of what Florida did in the spring, almost winning three national championships. Florida now uh, finishes fifth in the Learfield Directors Cup, and this is Florida's 14th consecutive top five all-sports finish. That's pretty good. And remember, that's done with the big sports not doing particularly well. Think of this. Men's golf, outdoor track number one. Baseball, gymnastics, women's outdoor track number two. Men's indoor track, women's indoor track number three. Men's swimming and diving, six. Women's swimming, lacrosse, women's tennis, and volleyball, all number nine. All those teams finished in the top ten. That's why Florida's number five. And the best in the SEC, by the way, if you don't count Texas. They're not officially in here yet. Stanford, who has like a gazillion sports, number one. Texas, Ohio State, Virginia, who I also think has a lot of sports, and Florida. Then Tennessee, Georgia, North Carolina, LSU, and Southern Cal. That's the top ten. So, once again, uh, pretty good stuff. 
Let me get – got to make sure I'm right in the basketball one here. Yeah, I am. Okay. we got about two or three minutes. Still time for your calls. Don't forget tonight, Rays baseball with the D-backs. That'll be at 9 o'clock. Somebody emailed me yesterday. I knew I, was, I had something I had to do. And thought that uh, this team that Florida is going to have, Gataverse, have you heard of it? There's a, uh, a new thing called the Basketball Tournament, TBT. It's a million-dollar winner-take-all summer basketball event that's going to be broadcast live on ESPN Networks. There's an eight-team bracket. Louisville is going to host. Games won't be played, though, until July. July 30, I'm sorry, 25th through the 31st. Matt McCall is going to coach the team. Uh, And the current roster includes people like Lee Humphrey, Torian Green, Corey Brewer, Walter Hodge, Irving Walker, Igor Kuleshov, Kayvon Allen, Keith Stone, Flanderous Fleming, Myron Jones. Yeah. Last time Humphrey, Green, and Brewer played, you know when that was, right? They're going to play Shell Shock. Think about Shell. Maryland, Shell Shock. On July 25th at 4 p.m., if they go to the second round, they'll face the winner of the Gutter Cats and the Knopf on July 27th. The championship game is July 29th. I'm trying to get, I reached out to Matt McCall, uh, I reached out to Corey Brewer, hopefully get one of them on here. And then the winner of the Louisville Regional faces the winner of the Lubbock Regional in the quarterfinals uh, at the end of next month. So we'll keep you posted with that, and hopefully we'll get some guys on that team, maybe Lee Humphrey or somebody to come on here, Torian, and talk about lacing them up again and playing. That's kind of a cool thing, uh, and hope that they will do uh, well with that. Uh, One final email. Oh, I'm sorry, not an email, a... uh, a uh, an informational thing. ESPN had great, great success with the College World Series. It was the most watched men's College World Series on record. In the 16 games, averaged 1.65 million viewers across the platforms, which was up 48% from last year. The best of three finals with Florida and LSU, a record-setting audience, averaging 2.86 million viewers across three games, which was up 75% from last year's two-game finals. Game one, 2.75 million viewers, up 68%. Game two, 2.25 million viewers, up 38%. So that is pretty good. Just wanted to throw that out there. Thanks to Jose for producing today. Thanks to you for listening and making a show go by pretty quickly on a pretty slow day. Hopefully, I'll come up with something tomorrow we can all do the same thing with.
Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Steve Russell. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.